Hello everybody, I'm Rashid Stanley and I'm your host for the Creative Cove Podcast. Thank you, it's been a long time coming, but today we have... Miss Alex Jordan, that's my name. How are you? Um, yeah, I'm um, a TV broadcaster really, a personality and a sports journalist, I guess. I'm many things, but here in the CPL, I'm in the capacity of a, of a cricket commentator and sideline reporter. Stephen Smith, 41 and 28, started your tournament, and tonight you were rewarded with a half century. You seem to be enjoying it in the Barbados Tritons kit. So for those who don't know, can you tell us what a sideline reporter is? Yeah, and in fact, that's more or less how I got my start in the CPL, you know, because I come out of broadcasting. My first skill, my very first skill is radio. I have a deep voice so, and I've had this voice since I was a little girl. Really? So I had a radio show when I was 17 and I'm in my 40s now. So I'm really a veteran radio presenter. Right. Um, so long story short, I had started a radio station in Barbados with a man called Javi Belias called Slam 101 FM. And I did the Alex Jordan morning show. We woke up Barbados for five great years. And I think that's really where my creativity came to its fruition. fruition. Um, we had a fantastic morning show, if I say so myself. What time, what time did it six, start? It started six to nine, six and then nine. we had to extend it to six to 10 because we couldn't fit the amount of sponsorship in the three hours that, that wanted to come on the show. Was that every weekday or? Monday to Friday, yes wow. sir. So I had a very different life. I would go to bed uh, early and wake up early. And <laughs> yeah, we would bang the hits, Slam 101.1 FM banging the hits. It was a youth station, but I, I had two call-in segments that I sort of crafted the show around. One called No But Seriously, as in 15 minutes where we have call-in and discussion on what I think are serious topics, things that we should be discussing as a community, as a nation. And then there was a half an hour program called What Drives You Crazy, which was more fun, like well, call in and tell me what's driving you. Yeah, exactly. So I was doing that and minding my business, but then um, Sports Max, which is sort of the ESPN of the Caribbean, right rang me and said, look, we've lost our female anchor and we want to know if you want to come and host our daily sports show. And I was like, sports, TV, what are you doing? I'm in music and radio. Mm -hmm. um, but I played uh, three national sports, so they knew that I was an athlete and they said, oh my gosh, you're an athlete and a broadcaster, you'd fit right in. Exactly. Yeah. So off I went to Sportsmax and I hosted that show called the Sportsmax Zone, which was another daily show two hours of live sports TV every day, Monday to Friday. So nothing nothing pre-recorded? Nothing pre-recorded. That was terrifying. I, I mean, no, no rehearsal, no, no learning how to do it. Just three, two, one, okay, you're live to the region. <laughs> um, so that was really learning on the job. And then from there, the CPL, uh, we decided one year that we would send a crew to go and be in the fans, the fan stands. The fan stand. Yeah. Right. So I hosted that. So really I started there where I was just interacting with fans and partying in the crowd and bringing that. So every now and again, when the cricket was you know, quiet, they'd throw down to me in the crowd. And that's where it began. And then slowly but surely, CPL then hired me off of Sportsmax and I became what's known as a sideline reporter. So I interview the cricketers, right. uh, often sometimes before the match, at the mid innings, you know, the, the best performer of the first innings right. and then the man of the match. And yeah, that's where I got my start. Interesting. 
So what's what's that process normally like for preparing to interview somebody in the heat of the moment? They just they, they just completed let's say 10 inning, 10 overs. They're sweaty. They're probably nervous for the second to see if they can defend or if they can chase down. Like what's that normally like in like the five minutes before that? Well, two things. One thing is you should know that athlete before you interview them. If you have a chance at the hotel, make eye contact, say hello, get a sense of them so that they see you and you see them. So right. the first time you're approaching them to interview them is not the first time they see you. Exactly. Um, and then the other preparation is, of course, watching the game. You know, if you can watch, not just getting the score and what they did, but if you can actually see it, and you see a piece of body language, or you see a reaction, or you see a celebration, that's a nice place to start sometimes, to connect, show them you were watching, watching. show them that you're into what they're doing, and, and try to make them comfortable. I think those are the, those are the key things to prepare. What's, what's the creativity like as you move in between different sports and obviously throughout the region and throughout the world? Yeah, well, you know, I think everybody has their own style and I certainly have my own style. I mean, I think I have a presence because um, I was just getting better and better at being myself. Right. So you have to know your own style and my style is not serious, it's not very journalistic. I mean, I want the story, but I'm very human. Right. I, I love to laugh, I love to feel, I love to understand the significance of a moment, if it's heavy or if it's powerful or if it's funny, whatever. So each interview carries its own vibe and, you know, creativity. You know, if I'm, if it's a happy moment and I know it's a pretty jovial guy, you know, I'm going to start with something jokey and easy right. or whatever. Whereas if it's a more serious moment or affair, you know, you, you sort of weave the story together from your own tone, uh, your own body language what you want to get out of the athlete, you know? Right. So that, it's a creative way to approach any storytelling. It's a story, you're a storyteller, essentially, as a journalist. Uh, you want to get a story over to your viewers. You have a subject and you have to somehow coax them, encourage them, put them in, in enough ease right. that, they, that they tell their story in a meaningful way. I think that's where the creativity comes in. You know, I see journalists sometimes with a list of questions and they're so tied to that list. So they'll ask a question that someone will answer and they'll go to the next go question. Yeah. When really there's something in that answer that might take... A different... Yeah, right. take the story it's, elsewhere. So it's, it's amazing because, you know, in your role, I, I see it as you're able to zoom in on not just people, but situations and circumstances. You know and being able to step away from the script for for a little bit because you're correct like sometimes based on the scenario question number two might not be the question to, to ask so i could imagine it's a lot of real time well it's a lot of pre-production obviously but during the moment it's a lot of real time analysis a lot of real time creativity and being able to you know read situations yeah you gotta be fleet-footed yeah you can you know I remember just the other day, for example, I, I pre-interviewed this cricketer. I asked him, I told him what I wanted to ask. He said, right. cool, cool, cool. I asked him about his celebration. He said, yes, for my son. I said, oh, cool, cool, I'm ready to go. 
So the final question of my interview, I say, hey, really love your celebration where you kiss your bicep, man, that's wicked, that's funny. Well, what's it for? Yeah. And he said, yeah, well, um, my son died last year before the CPL, so I wasn't able to play at the CPL, so that's in, in honor of him and that's it. And of course, I was not at all prepared for that answer. Right. And had I not been listening, right, I could have glossed over and thought he said, oh, it's for my son back home. I mean, it was a real powerful example in the moment of having to be aware right. and ready to move. So I finished it there by saying, well, my condolences and uh, best of luck today. Definitely. So my tone changed, right? Absolutely. If you listen to my voice at the beginning of that question and my voice at the end of that question, it's a different right. sense. You know? and, and, and I'm sure persons um, are, would be able to, to read that as well. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the idea. Yeah. You want to make it comfortable for your audience. You want to make it understandable to the people listening. Exactly. What's, what's the experience like coming from radio, going into television? Because obviously that you're not just being heard, but you're being heard and also seen. Yeah, that was a really um, heart-rendering experience. Is that the right expression? It was hard. It was very hard for me for a number of reasons. I mean, growing up and establishing my own identity, I kind of grew up at a time where I was anti-fashion. I was anti all the superficial way of life, people really into how they look and uh, makeup and brand name things. And I was kind of a more of an earth person, didn't want to be identified like that. So when I moved into TV, I was a little resentful of the fact that I had to get made up every day, serious TV makeup, and really mattered how I look. And it mattered how I looked more than how the men looked. So there was double resentment there and the gender bias. Um, and then of course, what was so easy for about radio for me was that radio, no one's seeing you. So I found it very easy to be myself. Right. When I first got on TV, it was so hard to be myself while holding my body in an attractive manner. <laughs> and you know, it was really a hard thing. I was concentrating so hard on not slouching or how I looked or, you know, how does this dress look? And I, right. where are you, where's the angle cutting me? All these things that it was very hard to concentrate on the matter at hand and to be my most genuine self. So that took a lot of getting used to. Now, and of course it was happening at a time too, because I was in radio for many, many years. And it was happening at a time where I thought, well, I'm only disimproving from here on in, in terms of how I look. You know what I mean? I think I'm past my peak, <laughs> frankly. So I was very self-conscious as well. But what happens with age and wisdom and maturity is that, or for me, what has happened, is that I have so much more self-assuredness and confidence in who I am. And in recognizing and remembering that my beauty is how I make people feel. That's how I come out of radio. I'm not, I ain't a dolly bird. I ain't a, I ain't a beauty queen. So I don't have to be anything to anyone. And that really helped me relax, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah interesting. Um, it's like, what you know how you say, you can't walk and talk and tap your head and rub your belly. Just like doing many things at once. once. It's like, okay, looking pretty and being myself, I'm not sure I can do it. <laughs> anyway. Hey. So how, how would you say you feel today versus when you when you first started? Oh, it's a world away. It's a world away. I, I feel much more confident. I think I have a much more innate understanding of what needs to be done and how I need to do it. Right. Um, I mean, many years at Sportsmax were invaluable, being on TV every day, making mistakes, 
having nightmare interviews, having good ones, knowing what works, etc. But then the Olympics, you know, I went off to Tokyo in the summer to cover the Olympics for the region, and that for me was a real launch pad in terms of my confidence. I, right. I was really myself there. We got great content. I felt very proud of, of what we created. And I was like, see, see, no one cares what you bloody look like. Exactly. People care what you're bringing. And we brought the heat, brother. The heat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. Like, yeah, that, thanks. Like, I can tell that there's a lot of, there's a wealth of knowledge that, that you've gathered. Your creativity is authentic as it should be. You know, you, you are able to relate to almost anyone and that is special. That really is the most invaluable thing, I think, that my life prepared me for my job. You know, because I have an Australian mother and a Barbadian Guyanese father, so from the very beginning, I had different perspectives in my house. And then they were quite social. They would play bridge and have dinner parties and domino nights. So I met a lot of different kinds of people, uh, got used to interacting with adults. And then I went to international school in Vancouver Island. So I and learn languages. I speak five languages. I speak many languages. So I feel that the more you're able to travel, the more people you're able to meet, you realize that we're all the same wherever we go to an extent. To an extent. And uh, it makes you more comfortable about feeling like, you know what, I'm going to have something in common with this person, or I'm going to find the common ground yes. with this interviewee if it kills it me. It may not yeah. be so easy Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially shy people, and a lot of uh, athletes, unfortunately, in our part of the world are not media trained, mm -hmm. and some can be very shy. Right. And of course, a personality like mine is, is terrifying to a shy person. It's like, sorry, can you tone that down? <laughs> it's a lot of energy coming my way. Um, and even that, I, I feel I have learned to do that. Yeah. Maybe approach someone who's not as outgoing with less energy. So Alex, what's something you would say to somebody growing up who may not think of themselves as the quote-unquote average creative or the mainstream creative, but wants to pursue a career in broadcasting and maybe sports broadcasting specifically? Well, I would say that, you know, huh, you need life skills. So as much as you need to learn about journalism and your sports, watch sports, follow sports, pick a team, doesn't matter why or what, watch, follow, follow the stories across several sports that you like. Don't try not to stick to one because they're, they're commonalities in all sports. Right. Um, but I think collecting life skills is equally important. Uh, learning how to relate to people, keeping yourself fit, um, learning, reading, reading, access to language is probably the number one thing. When a mic turns on and, and the lights are hot and you're alive, your language can abandon you, you know, if right. you don't have a good facility with language. And I think, you know, we live in social media times, people are reading less and less. And what happens is that your vocabulary is just smaller. No judgment, like not, not talking down or up to anybody, just like the literal straight facts is you know is that you you will not have as much of a lexicon from which to reach right and sometimes you need you need new and different words it's really easy in in broadcasting to become reliant on what they call crutches my crutch at cricket commentary at the moment is gorgeous if i say it one more time i'm gonna knock myself out <laughs> because you, you have go-to words right so you know life skills 
getting fit so that you feel confident, mind, body, spirit, reading, understanding language and, and how important words are, and uh, learning, to, yeah, learning your sports, following them, uh, learning the language associated with them, because sports have languages, right. especially cricket. Definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. even the terminology, like you have to be able to just know. It's outrageous. <laughs> yes, everybody. So, um, we just had a big, gorgeous <laughs> conversation with Miss Alex Jordan. And Alex, thank you again for coming. Hey, my pleasure. I'm so impressed with you and your setup. And I want to encourage you. You seem to understand equipment very well, which is something I did not understand. And I always have to hire in good people <clears throat> to help me. I mean, I, I can work the mic and my computer and stuff, but all the lighting and the camera. So I encourage you to keep it up. Thank you. Because there's so much work in, in sport and in, in this field. Definitely. 